Welcome to Better Before Lunch. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lori. And today we're talking about murder mysteries. All right, welcome back. Today we're talking about murder mysteries and true crime, uh, which is all the rage right now and has been, I guess, for a while. Yeah, I'd say probably for a while, right? Um, I th- I would say that it has entered a big popularity wave in the last year or two. Maybe because everyone's been stuck at home having to find things to watch. I mean, the, it's been, I mean, true crime stuff has been a thing for... 30, as long as I can like, remember. Yeah, like There's 30 years. There's always been some sort of true is, crime show on TV. Because really, Unsolved Mysteries is even really a true crime if, if right, you used don't to scare com- me when I was a yeah. kid. If you don't consider unsolved mysteries true crime, it's at least the like forefather of true crime stories because a lot of the true crime stuff is older and unsolved mysteries was like <laughs> unsolved current. Yeah. <laughs> um so I I don't know if it's classified as the same thing. I didn't actually look that up, but uh I would, in my head, they're the same thing. Are you a fan of true crime shows and murder mysteries? I. We'll see, like, true murder mysteries, not like. Right. I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries. It did not scare me. Oh, my gosh. I was a little kid when I watched it, so it was (laughs) was really scary as a kid. I mean, it probably should have because they were unsolved. And he always came out in that fog. Well, that's kind of cool. And he had the creepy voice. And it, so just that but, in general was scary. But also factor fiction uh, with Commander Riker from S- Star Trek had that same kind of intro. Uh, and those were not all true. So I, maybe maybe in my head it was both both shows. So I didn't really think of it as true stories. Um, but I have gotten into true crime pretty recently. Not all of it. Some of it's just, they just drone on for forever. But um, there are some good YouTube people who do like 20 minute uh, wrap ups, I guess. You know, of, why Why is it so interesting to people is what I should have like tried to look into the psychology of it before we did this. Because we didn't do any research. No, zero research, guys. <laughs> Come on. We're just like off the top of our heads. Like we're going to talk about some murder mystery stuff. Um, quickly, obviously I find it intriguing, but scares me way too much to watch. So I can't watch it because then I think (laughs) about it forever and I try to like work it out. Like I'm the detective on it and then I'm just freaked out and like put it to real life too, too much or something. I don't know what it is, but I don't separate well enough (laughs) from watching things and then I get freaked out. But why is it that people want to watch something about a crime? Because it's always like bad or horrific things. And I don't actually want to know it. But at the same time, people are intrigued by it or interested or not necessarily in a, I'm sure not in a like, ha ha happy way, but. Ha <laughs> ha happy. <laughs> uh. You know what I mean? Like, but what is it though? Why? Um, if I had to guess, because I also didn't do any research ahead of time, uh, I'd say it has to do with the mystery of everything. Because 
even the ones that are solved, they kind of go through. I mean, it's the same reason people play Clue. They like the mystery of it. They said. Trying to figure it out. A quick Google said that it appeals to our innate instinct for survival. Okay. And then it says women (laughs) are more likely to seek out true crime stories than men. That is true, which I did not know or think of. The funny thing is almost everyone I have watched, it's a male presenter. Yeah. I wonder why they don't do a female presenter. Right. Because women don't like women. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. This said, um, this, uh, it also went on to say that it eases our fears about the same thing happening to us. Understanding what the victims did or didn't do in these situations helps us feel more in control. I feel the opposite, and that's why I don't like to watch them, <laughs> yeah. because it heightens my uh, fear I of something happening to me. I'm like, <laughs> I never thought that could happen. A whole new scary thought of things that could go wrong or happen to me. <laughs> now I have to fear everything I do. So I have the opposite feeling about them than most women do, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, and I don't, I watch it for the, the like crime solving, like mystery aspect of like trying to piece everything together. Sometimes they are unsolved, but... Then I try to solve. They're, then you try to yeah. solve those because you're like, well, what did they not do? What did they miss? Or why didn't they get this? But see, then I'm trying to save the victim the whole time in my yeah. mind, and you can't go back and save them. And then that's like right. stressful I, to like, me. The uh, I mean, the the one the one guy I watch, uh, he has a little of both. Some are already solved, and he's just going through the cases. And others are mysteries still and unsolved. But there's still, I mean, even the ones that they know who the killer is, like just going through it is an interesting kind of like piece it together because they usually go through like how they solved it. Like, oh, well, they, you know, they found this camera footage. And then from there, they were able to use the license plate in the camera footage to track down the owner and I also love that aspect I mean I do like the detective side of it and the figuring out the mystery side but I don't like the thought of what the crime was that's where I I have a hard time when I was I don't know maybe about 15 years ago 10 years ago I have no concept of time I would watch criminal minds all the time until I finally just started being too freaked out because now I've thought now I've been told a million things that people could do even though that's not even real stories it's just right. too like too relatable to life that I ended up being like I can't I can't be thinking about this all the time it's stressful well uh the the guy that I would say I probably watch nine times out of ten true crime uh, is that chapter on YouTube and he he started out as like talking about conspiracy stuff and like how dumb some of it is. Conspiracies and, are the other thing we talk yeah, about that's crazy because yeah. people get really into them. But and I guess it's the uh, same thing with your mind. Like yeah. you're trying to work this out. Like and that's he's shifted to cr- true crime, which really I guess is why I started really getting into true crime stuff because he also doesn't focus on the gruesome details of what happened to them he focuses on the case i like like, that like i like that better if you're having to 
like hear about one that you're not focusing on like the horrific side of the crime if you're trying to just kind of see like how do they solve these things or I don't know something like that yeah that it he'll mention what happened usually uh but he he is presenting it like his face and everything too he's not just narrating over a scene so you get a pretty genuine reaction when he says things about how gruesome it is too and so you know most people don't want to sit there and describe every little detail of a gruesome murder so he usually will just say oh, it was a gruesome scene and go right on <laughs> like a normal person would do uh so that's the kind of stuff i watch some people like to hear all the gruesome details but then that seems strange in and of itself like if you are somebody who likes that kind of thing like write in and tell me why yeah i'd be i'd be interested in hearing (laughs) because i know lots of people do i mean i don't i don't understand why but i don't right i watch it specifically for the mystery like i mean maybe some people don't know maybe they're just like yeah, maybe they just like it. It's fascinating to them. In some way, but, I mean, is it also terrifying? I mean, probably... Some people can disconnect from things yeah. really well. I don't disconnect Well, and well. that's like slasher movies. I can't do any of there that. There are lots of people who love slasher movies who are probably like, you know, the the least violent people, and if they saw anything violent, would probably be super grossed out. But they like the slasher movie stuff. So... I mean, I can't handle I, even like slightly scary or disturbing because I, I, I hate jump scares. Um, but I actually, I do like especially the older slasher movies because of the special effects. Like seeing the kind of makeup and stuff that they used is interesting. See, I'm able to disconnect from that stuff. CGI just doesn't. I don't. I have like it just doesn't concern i don't know i don't like an obsessive (laughs) thinking issue anyways (laughs) so i get hooked on like whatever detail and then i can't get it out of my head and i replay it like 500 different ways like we'll watch something that shouldn't even be that scary or disturbing and for like three days after it i can't get over it and i'm trying to like work something out that was never meant to be worked out um so what uh do you you watch some true crime stuff though, right? Um, well, like I said, I used to, but then mm-hmm. it just got to where it was like you just like don't watch it at all anymore. Yeah, it was like it was consuming my thoughts and in a negative way, and then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like oh my gosh, like overanalyzing everything. I accidentally did the other day. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it Acc- did consume your mind for quite it a while. It did. And I only watched the trailer on accident on Netflix for the Hotel Cecil. Yeah. And I was able to uh, at least alleviate what the trailer left. Right. There was like things that weren't answered and I didn't want to watch the whole thing. So then I was like, oh my gosh. And then I accidentally read, accidentally, I accidentally read a really (laughs) long article (laughs) um, about, I went down like a rabbit hole. It started with the Hotel Cecil then the Black Dahlia murders. Then I had all of these questions, and then I was like consumed by it. And then you knew some of it, so we like had to talk yeah. it out. Yeah, because <laughs> I've work it out. the Hotel Cecil thing. I've watched a couple things on. 
Um, and it's funny that I've watched a couple because the first one that I watched, which may have been the same guy on YouTube, it might have been a different one. There are a couple of them that I watch, but uh, they basically had the, the most obvious explanation for everything. And then I watched some of the other ones that were like way more outlandish. So yeah. it was like, I, I kind of did it backwards. I got the, like the most <laughs> you, obvious answer I watched first. And yeah, you got to watch the crazy ones first and yeah. then like bring uh, it back in. But it was still, even though I knew the the correct thing in timeline and everything, it was still interesting to see the weird theories people had of like ghosts and <laughs> like, yeah uh, i mean well okay so supernatural ever since i was little has freaked me out <laughs> i don't know why and i'm not really somebody who believes in the supernatural but just the thought that it could exist freaks me out yeah <laughs> even even if you don't well that's uh i like was super entertained by the supernatural stuff about the Hotel Cecil, even though I know the most obvious explanation that makes pretty much 100% sense. I still was like, ooh, supernatural stuff. That's interesting. So yeah. I could see how you would be freaked out by it. Right, because I mean, it. and it is, I don't know why, like, again, I don't know why we're so intrigued by something that would be, like, horrible if you ever had to, like, experience I mean, um, but yeah, you can get caught up in it. Like, whoa, what if? Yeah. That's crazy. But then at night, then I'm freaked out by it all. So <laughs> during uh, the day, it's okay. At night, it's not anymore. And, the, and now the Black Dahlia, that one is still a, again, that one has kind of a likely explanation, not necessarily the for sure explanation but that was one of those that i'd heard like you always hear about like the famous ones right but i never actually knew what it was so when i was going from true crime article to true crime article and i saw it i was like oh i don't even know like is that the one who like was she who was killed was she the killer so then i had to read about it and then yeah be disturbed which I guess I'm just I'm just like the most obvious. I guess I should say what I have yeah. You're heard. just like you're like dancing around well, all of it. Like I've heard some things about Hotel Cecil. You're not getting anything out of this podcast, guys. I've heard I some guess stuff about Black Dahlia. Before I say either of those, I should say uh, spoiler warning if you haven't I mean, watched them. Spoiler on a eighty year old case. Well, you know they might not have watched the true crime stuff on it yet, so. <laughs> Spoiler alert, uh, go ahead about a minute if if you don't want to hear the uh, the Jonathan most probable <laughs> the most probable resolution to both Hotel Cecil and Black Dahlia. Uh, you've been warned. I, I think they're listening to the true crime things to yeah. hear people's opinions, uh, not because there's so something to be spoiled. The Hotel Cecil, the girl that they found in the water tower was on anti-psychotics or anti... But she hadn't been, like, at right. that time, right? Like, she normally... She had... When when her parents got her stuff back, 
they found that she had not taken any of her medication, um, which she had hallucinations with whatever her problem was. Probably she schizophrenia hadn't, or something. Yeah, yeah so maybe schizophrenia. Uh, she hadn't taken any of her medication, so probably... So it the, would make the, sense why right. she was being very strange in the yeah. videos, like where she thought like she was running from someone, that, but they couldn't see who she was running right. from. So, and then they think probably it was suicide or accidental death as she was running from whatever she was hallucinating. The only catch in the case is there was a lid on the water tower, which would have been difficult for her to lift, but there were also things like pry bars. So it's, it's possible that she Okay, so that's the most possible. So say it's possible that she pried the water ghosts. tank open <laughs> and she got into it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and died. How would the lid have closed back on top of her? Um well, I mean there's there's holes in that. It could have been a murderer or something too. Uh but they said it would have been pretty difficult because the only way to get up there was a ladder, so somebody would have had to carry her on a ladder, which I mean even if she's a hundred pounds, that's a lot to carry up like a rickety ladder. <laughs> so who knows? There's no, re- I don't have a resolution to whether it was a murder or a suicide. And I don't think anybody does, but the whole ghost aspect was, I mean, because they had, okay. So like I said, I only watched the trailer. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was all I needed. Um, they said they had murders like in every room there though. So why would it seem like it seems probable that she would have been murdered, especially say she was right. Well, she was crazy running from a hallucination. She could have then ran into someone that was like, Ooh, she's an easy target. I should have clarified when I said the most probable situation. I didn't mean that it was suicide. I meant that it wasn't ghosts. Was that what they were trying to say? Yes. In the documentary? Yes. In I a just, lot of them, they're like, she's she's running from somebody. She's running from ghosts. I just thought she was running well, from like a scary person. Well, she was likely hallucinating. Now, it could have still been a murder. Yeah. Uh, but likely the stuff caught on video where she's like running and everything. Yeah, because they had like something where they yeah. said she was like getting in and out of the elevator. Right. And... If she was actually running from somebody, why would she right. leave the elevator and then go back in it? And So... Almost certainly all of that stuff was because she hadn't taken her medication. According to, again, I mean, I don't know that what I watched was true, but it does seem much more likely than ghosts (laughs) regardless. Yeah. So, and then the Black Dahlia, uh, spoiler alert number two. These uh, are not spoilers. You've got to check yourself on what a spoiler is. These are opinions almost, on a case that is very old. Almost certainly uh, the mob and underground crime scene in Hollywood was behind it. Which would and make sense because not, a lot of, like, back then at that time. Right. There was a lot of organized crime going and on And the police, a lot of them, you know, were in the right. pockets of some of these mobsters. So it would make sense that they would miss evidence right. or Which, brush it under the rug even and if not it, be able to solve it. Even if it wasn't connected to the mob or organized crime, 
It may have been somebody they, just in power that right. that was able to and, keep them yeah. from but they may have it. the police may have just assumed it was organized crime or underground crime and just been like whoops we missed some missed some evidence so i don't think it's actually as big of a mystery what is still a mystery to me that you and i talked about is that they they cut her in half with a surgical procedure and right. that was taught in medical school. Right, which I think we did. We did talk about the cutting people in half as medicine part. Why? Why? That's still a mystery to me. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, I feel like there's got to be a way to not have to cut someone in I half. Can't, but... I can't figure out the time in which that is the appropriate answer. But like, I, And I now suppose... we're going to need to slice this cadaver yeah. in half with a clean line. Yeah, we're just don't want a to... jagged one when we throw them on top of each other. I mean, we're just gonna have to cut you in half real quick. Uh, you'll be out of here in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, quick lobotomy, and then we're gonna slice you in half, and you should be good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, those are my gathered opinions from the videos I've watched. Is basically, it was I, Black Dahlia was either organized crime or the police assumed it was, and. That's what makes it such a big mystery is that they got rid of evidence and uh Yeah, it almost seems like they would have had to have gotten rid of some evidence. I mean, right. we are going back so far in time that there were no there was no DNA evidence, there's no security footage. You know, so some things right. can go but, unsolved easier. But there are big holes in the case that lead to the mystery. Right. And, that makes you think that yeah. that they could have gotten farther. But uh, maybe yeah, if it were any, any other some city, some officer made sure we didn't get right. farther. If it were any other city, I might not think that. But Hollywood, especially in the years that it went on, was like super organized crime. <laughs> like it was like that owned right, L- LA yeah. in general. That's like all of the. That was the West Coast organized crime area. and Yeah, and I think they even said a few of them were considered suspects at one point. Right, and they just, well, and then they don't seem to be too They guilty. weren't, and then there was like, there were so many yeah. people that were suspects, which was almost strange too. Right, that's also why all of the cop movies set in L.A. in that time, there's always like a hundred corrupt cops and like one good cop. Because that's like how it was back then. Right. And I mean, if that's the case and for whatever reason, you know, we'll never know as to why she was murdered in that way. I mean, it seemed like the way that they positioned her, whatever, Mm -hmm. was like trying to like say something, but then they they never got anything out of it, which makes me think maybe they did get something out of it. They just never let what they got out of it out. out So. Right. The public will never know, but somebody knows. Yeah, somebody somebody probably knows what happened. Uh, but, all right, well, on that grim note. I know. See, I didn't want to look what you've done to me. <laughs> now I'm messed up for days. <laughs> now this one we kind of already like worked yeah. out to where I was, I'd let it go. I tried to avoid the subject of of the uh, the murders, but you had to have me do the spoilers. Why do so. you want to call them spoilers? You just want to annoy me by calling yeah, them spoilers. I, I do. A I mean, 
I guess we're not really trying to be a true crime podcast here. It just right. seemed strange as you were like, I have a theory. I won't tell you. I have another. I yeah, won't tell you. I, I realized. At that point, but... <laughs> I was like, you have to just say it. Um, so, mailbag. Um, wait, before we do the mailbag, mm-hmm. I want to say something. Okay. When I think back about your answers on things, they were not spoilers at all. <laughs> they didn't even give anything away about most of the cases. Like, no detail at all. Okay. That's it. Mailbag time. All right. <laughs> still, somebody probably, I guarantee you, somebody thinks it's spoiler. My question is from Andrea, and it says, do you hold grudges? Um... Yes. <laughs> uh, not all the time. You got to let it go, Jonathan. You got to let all that stress out. I certainly have held grudges and probably still do have a few, but generally no. But certain stuff, yes. I, I was going to say, I think it depends. Like some things, it's like, okay, whatever. But I would say I'm a grudge holder for sure. Uh, some, I like that I just told you. You got to let it go, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm grudges a grudge are my thing. <laughs> uh, I will also say that sometimes I, I I don't really. I guess I don't really hold a lot of grudges, but it informs my decision on my trust or otherwise for that person in the future. I was gonna say I can only okay. So I would say as a teenager for sure. You yeah. wronged me, then uh, that grudge is still held till today. Just still. so you know, there's a few people that I still am like, Mm-mm. and when I look back at what the wronging was, it's like real simple. You know, like it wasn't yeah. even anything big deal. That's not a proper sentence, but whatever. <laughs> um, but today, I don't think I hang out with enough people for anybody to like do something that I would hold a grudge against. Um. I don't know. Or maybe I don't. I just don't get as upset about things. So I don't hold as many grudges. But if I did in the past, I still hold it. Yeah. <sighs> I uh, I would say that I do not really hold a lot of grudges. But there are some people who you would think I was holding a grudge against that I just, like, I don't trust them anymore. So it's not really that I have a problem with them. I just know... I can't trust them, so I don't want to spend any time with them because why would I? It's, it's I've forgiven them for what they've done, but I still don't want to spend time with them because yeah, they proved that I wouldn't like, be able to trust them. So yeah, why you're a no good person? Right, even if they, I really took it uh, to yeah. another level. <laughs> yeah, they aren't necessarily a no good person. I just know no, Jonathan. I, can't I trust think them. they are. <laughs> um. Grudge. Just the word is such a weird word, right? We said it so many times. I was like, that's a crazy word. Grudge. 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 Um, All right. This one is from Louise. And the question is, what's the strangest thing in your refrigerator? Um, I have to think about that. Do you have an answer? I have, well, I guess it would depend on who you are, what the strangest thing in my refrigerator is. Um, I have miso paste, which 
for some people might be strange, but for other people, it's really not that strange of an ingredient. Some people probably have some really strange things in their refrigerator. Um, I also have pimento cheese spread, which again, might be weird for some people, but then there's a lot of people who that's like super normal. So I don't know if I, I have anything like that's non-food action. food items or some people probably have some right. weird non-food items in their yeah, fridge. Which I don't that I can think of. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I have, uh, I mean, the, the miso paste and pimento spread are probably the, and I have gochujang sauce, which again, might be weird if you've never heard of it, but it's really not strange. So like really old leftovers. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that's my... not really strange. That's <laughs> everybody has really. I'm, I don't think I have anything weird in my fridge. Oh. I don't have any weird ingredients. I don't have any non-food items. Um, yeah, I mean, the weirdest thing, I have a couple weird, depending on where you're from. And there you were going to say you had Depends in there. No. And I was like, well, that is weird, John. That would be weird if I... That is weird. Uh, <laughs> you like them cooled before you put them on? I would say probably the three things that I mentioned, probably at least one of those is strange to somebody. Like... Yeah, just not as weird as I was like oh, looking for. I was looking I for do a very know, weird answer. Ooh, I do know the strangest thing I have in my refrigerator. I have pickled blue garlic. Hmm. I would say that is the strangest thing that I have. I made pickled garlic, and apparently the recipe I used turned the cloves of garlic blue, which is totally safe and actually better for you than regular garlic. The blue When it turns blue, it's better yeah. for you? Yeah, the whatever it is that turns it blue is an antioxidant, so it's actually a better for you hmm. garlic. Uh, but I would definitely say that's the weirdest thing because I thought I did something super wrong <laughs> when the garlic turned blue. Apparently it's it's uh, not wrong. It's actually right. <laughs> well, there you go. We have food items, blue items, but nothing too crazy. Oh, do you hear that? It's the TV book club. Mad About You, Season 6, Episode 4. Uncle Phil and the Coupons. All right, so we'll be we'll be watching the new Mad About You what did you think about the old Mad About You? I did not get any laughs. I got like a, a that's funny, like once, maybe twice. But mostly I was like, this is not making me laugh out loud. I don't think that I laughed out loud at any of it, but I thought it was funny. I was curious when I was watching it to know what you thought about Mel Brooks's part because I didn't get any big laughs out of what he did either. The funniest to me was when he goes, you call it coupons, I call it coupons, let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. That was like the funniest line maybe. Uh, I would say that 
I don't usually get really big laughs out of Mel Brooks on screen. I do think he's funny because he does stuff like the whole the whole courtroom thing. Well, even the coupon clipping part was funny. It just didn't make me laugh out loud. But really, Mel Brooks, it's when he writes a script that it really gets me. It's it's not really his acting that makes me laugh out loud. It's one thing that was really concepts. Um, not funny, but interesting to me about it was that this was in the mid '90s, and if you took too many coupons, then look, I say coupons. 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 I say coupons. You say coupons. Let's call the whole thing <laughs> off. Um, I don't know if it was a real thing. If they would really, I don't think they would like arrest you, but I don't know. I but I thought obviously they're having an issue with people using more coupons than they're supposed to be to where they're having to turn them away jump forward 10 years and extreme couponing was a thing that was right. completely acceptable to get your hundred dollar bill down to seven <laughs> cents and you leave with all these groceries so yeah. it's funny that at one point they're all limit one per customer ah and the next thing you know 10 years right. later they're like we don't care no. bring in 700 it, there couldn't have been an actual, like... Well, you probably didn't go to jail, but they were probably like, no, sir, you can only use one coupon. Right. I mean, no, it would kind of just whatever. stop there where they yeah. would just be like, no, you can't. No, I mean, like, oh, we <laughs> accidentally allowed him to use all of these. Now arrest him because he did it. Right. He brought too many coupons. I don't think that that was ever... If it was, wow. But... <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think they were getting arrested, but I was just saying, like, it was probably frowned upon to use too many and you would get turned away at the store. Right. That's all I'm saying is, like, it, that was probably some sort of minor issue, not jail time, that they thought, oh, it would be funny to write it in the script. Though I wasn't in my 30s in the 90s, so I don't know. Maybe. No, I wasn't either. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that was a real thing. Maybe there were people getting busted for felonies for bringing in too many coupons. <laughs> I don't I feel like bringing in too many, you just feel like, no, sir, you can't use these. No, you, you are not you allowed to use sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's all that would happen. <laughs> yeah, I can't see them being like, well, we honored those coupons. We and had now to. you're going to jail. <laughs> they brought those coupons in, so we had to honor them, and it was against the law. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it was going that far. <laughs> I figure it was an exaggeration of yeah. people just trying to illegally use too many coupons but but see that's i thought that was funny even though it didn't i don't think anything made me laugh out loud but the concept was funny yeah i just didn't i don't know but i remember even being younger and feeling like mad about you never quite hit the mark for me probably did for a lot of people but just my sense of humor it i never quite got it yeah i i can sit through it I just right. don't laugh a bunch at it. That's I I like the show and it was funny, but I don't I, I don't think I laughed out loud at all. I just was like, eh, it's funny. Uh which I don't know. I guess that's probably how the whole show was. I don't I can't think of moments from Mad About You that when I was watching it after it ended I was like, huh. Maybe that's why I can't think of moments that yeah, are like Mad About You just hilarious cuz it just never yeah. really cuz I watched I'm pretty sure I've seen all of it. Yeah, I know. I watched it when I was younger, too, even though I never I watched I never it while it was on it. TV, like, airing. Mm-hmm. But I also, it, it was on reruns along with Wings. Uh, <laughs> they were, like, back-to-back. It was, like, Wings, Mad About You, or the other way around. And I watched them 
So I've definitely I've seen some episodes multiple times. Um but I was like, why can't I remember any like really standout hilarious moments? And I think it's just because it doesn't it was ha- just, I don't think it doesn't have any. It was like entertaining but not like laugh out loud funny. Right. I agree. Which with maybe that. that's why people liked it. Maybe and they maybe that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. Just lighthearted and because it was entertaining. It just I didn't laugh out loud. Uh, so how many, um, how many bottles of baby lotion will you rate it? Um, which two is baby, as a side note, is baby lotion and baby oil the same thing? No. Cause they, they called it both. So, so baby oil. And it looked like a baby oil bottle. Right. But I've they were never, calling it both lotion and I watched oil. an Oprah episode before I ever had kids where a guy had been on and his child had gotten into baby oil and drank it and it will suffocate you. It gets in the lungs. There's nothing doctors can do. Oh. And so they did like a PSA basically saying never have baby oil in the house with a child. So I have never owned it because that is terrifying because kids do drink all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And who would have ever thought that a baby product could then kill your child if they got a hold of it. Yeah. Um, so PSA from Oprah. So how many baby lotions will you? Thank you. <laughs> Although I'm also not a lotion person, everybody, but whatever. We'll go with it. I'm going to do coupons. Okay. How many over. coupons will you? Thank you. Whew. I feel better. How many 50% off coupons? Um, Two. Two? I'll give it three. Like I said, I was entertained. Okay. I, I would not say it's a bad show. I'd say it's a good show. Just didn't laugh out loud. Uh, so I'll give it a solid three. So that's a five out of ten, right down the middle. Um, so I'd say that's it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it before. You may or may not like it, but worth a watch. Um, all right, so next week we're going to do the reboot of Mad About You. Mad, we're gonna do uh, Mad About You season. It said well, eight, but it's kind of like a whole new yeah. show on, on on IMDb. It's listed as season eight. On Amazon Prime, where it's streaming, it's listed as Mad About You twenty nineteen season one. So, however you find it, <laughs> uh, we're gonna go with episode two. And I'll be watching episodes one and two. Laura's I've already, already watched seen the episode first one. one. That's why I wanted to do episode yeah. two. So we're gonna kind. Of, we'll kind of do a twofer. Right. So uh, you guys can watch both so, episodes as well. Right. We'll we'll talk more about season two. Episode two. Or yeah, <laughs> episode two. We're gonna watch both episodes. Uh, but the the book club episode is episode two. Uh, so with that. Uh, thanks everybody for listening comment down below if you're listening on sebring.com if you're listening on anything else find us at sebring podcast on instagram send us a message uh, mailbag questions whatever the question was that Lori said you should oh about the gruesome stuff Uh, or email us podcast at sebring.com and we will see you next week bye